what's up family it's auntie cj here back again with another podcast entry today it is june 20th 2021 it's father's day happy father's um, I'm a fatherless child. I lost my father um, 10 years ago. I'm 21. Yeah. I don't know. Oh, today I've been saying it's been 11 years. Has it? Yeah. It's been 11 years. I'm lying. Yeah, it's been 11. It's 21. Um, yeah, so I lost my dad 11 years ago. Man, I, and I promise you, um, time does, time, <laughs> time does not heal, okay? Time does not heal. Time make you go numb, for real. Because I, I promise you, after my dad died, I was, I was over it. I was already depressed as it was with my little life. And I, my father always told me when I was growing up, he like, look, when I die, you ain't got nothing to worry about, okay? My daddy retired from Ford. I'm thinking buku money, blah, blah, blah. All of these assets, houses, whatever. I'm get something. Long story short, I ain't get nothing. <laughs> and it's so crazy because my mom was the last person he was married to. So she's a widow. And everything went to her. And you would think, you know... You would think she gonna take care of your girl, but she didn't. And I got like outcasted from my dad's side of the family because nobody liked my mom. And you know, they was looking at me like, oh, but girl, you over there living like this, living like that. And I'm like, y'all don't know my mama. Let me tell you something. You do not know my mother. So you don't know what I have, what she doing for me, what she get, giving me or anything. Because I ain't see. Diddly squat. I mean, okay. And everybody was like, um, but she was, she provided a house for you and this and that. And it's like, okay, this is, this is what. This is what you're not going to get me, okay? I don't care. And, and I've always held this same regard towards my mother. You don't get no pat on the back you don't get no hand clap for doing what you're supposed to do as a mother as a person as a parent period you are required to provide basic necessities that's housing food and shelter whatever okay now all the extra stuff that's subjective but no i'm not going to say it's one parents priority over the other to provide such things if it happened to fall on you Oh, well, I mean, nobody was holding a gun to you and say, get in your back, girl, you know, and have these kids. Okay. Nobody said that. So I cannot stand for people to be like, it's your mom. She's she's supposed to, you know, she did with that money and if she want to do this and that. And I've always had an issue with that because I was getting child support at some point in my life. And that, that was always a thing with me. So... I just wanted to come on here and quickly say, you know, because I'm watching. <laughs> I'm watching Real Housewives of Atlanta. What is this? Season 7, episode 20. 
and the more I watch this stuff, the more I just keep getting triggered by these grown women, these successful women, these independent women, these married women, and they just casually going through like normal black generational curse things. And it just keep bringing up stuff for me. And like most of the drama is stem from parental issues. And for real, 99% of these women have maternal issues and this is yes it is from the absence of having a father there but people don't recognize and realize and um make it necessary to um look into the parent that was present that was toxic okay and the whole thing about it is these women have such strong mommy issues that you end up bleeding on people and hurting other people that didn't cut you okay because it's a lot of it's a lot of issues that i've had and i would just take it on everybody i, I did it didn't matter who what when why it didn't matter and i was always saying anybody who know me you already know i'm already telling you it's my mama fault and every time i would say that around my mama she would say it's it was her mama fault and so i always follow up with but at the end of the day i can't truly wholeheartedly blame my mother because you know she was programmed and brainwashed like this but at the end of the day as for myself i take responsibility and accountability for my actions and at some point you had to look within at some point you had to look and see the things that you were doing and you're producing the same results it's time for you to take some responsibility and i don't care about the lack of resources there was you know for healing and all of that stuff it was to stop doing what you was doing because as an eighth child, and me and my brother are seven years apart, girl, you knew better. You knew better. And I, I would look at my siblings and stuff, and I'm like, you know, because they did nothing to protect me or provide me or prepare me for the type of person that my mom was and the type of stuff that they had to deal with. They was just like, oh, oh. And then when I brought this up, I'm like, you know, our, our we was raised wrong you know i'm like our mom was really messed up and everybody was like dana you just crazy you you just want to make something you got to stop living in the past and i'm like if you don't address the past you cannot understand your present all of us are messed up because we keep on neglecting the fact that we were brought up in, with some toxic ways and we are hurting and harming ourselves putting ourselves in these personal relationships like uh, my siblings and had kids got married divorced and we all have these relationship problems and issues and it's all rooted and stem from one thing and it's our freaking maternal side <laughs> of freaking self-esteem and at the end of the day you end up like i said bleeding and hurting and harming other people that did not cut you and that's what I'm seeing in this show. And it's just like, in the black community, oh my gosh, you just can't talk about it. You Just like you can't freaking talk about the damn rapist-ass uncles that I have in my damn family. And everybody, it's uncles, cousins. I mean, you freaking name it. And we going around these people. <laughs> like, <laughs> my mom is having me around these people. My sisters, cousins, everybody smiling, kicking. And then... Y'all want to quietly put
pull you pull somebody to the side or have these little secret conversations about oh well you know that he raped that girl you know um he went to jail for this and i'm like and we all just sitting around him like everything is fine i'm just confused how does this work and then when somebody's a victim because most of my cousins got freaking molested by their freaking parents and y'all want to sit here and be like oh well let's just let's not talk about it they didn't know blah 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 and it's like y'all make the freaking victims feel like crap feel like crap and you know feel like they have to be stronger than their freaking predators and i just don't understand that and then at the end of the day as a result now these babies these because at the end of the day i don't i don't see how you truly grow from that and mature from that because that stuff messes up your head somebody touching you doing any of those sexual acts with you as a child and this is a grown adult child and somebody that you're related to like how is that not traumatizing and you you never go to therapy for it because don't nobody in my family just have time for therapy money for therapy any of this and there's so many things like this in the black community for one is money for one is money and they they i feel like they just don't make therapy and all of this stuff accessible to black people because they want us to be crazy they want us to be unhealed and traumatized and um sick so we can have mental illnesses and not know how to deal with it and not know what to do with it and so we subjective subjective blah 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 blah, blah. That's the word I want to say. So we fall short under these depressive episodes and we want to kill ourselves and we just isolate. We want to be numb and not feel anything and not just address nobody's feelings. We want to hurt people before they get to hurt us because all we know is hurt and pain. And it's like, how healthy is that for us? How can we progress as a people if all we have is bitterness and coldness in our heart because we don't have no room for love and vulnerability because at that point, somebody's coming to attack you. And if you don't have your guard up, you're going to be freaking ate alive because it's a dog-eat-dog world and it starts in your family. Your family hurts you the worst first and it's like wow thanks for thanks for showing me what a snake is and then at the end of the day it's like you go out in this world you try to um mingle and manage with people and you don't even know that you're projecting your self-hate your self-dislike and all of these problems within yourself that you don't like about yourself and your family you're projecting that on other people because you're like you you're you're not better than me because you can't feel less than so there's no way for you um to be weak you can't be weak you have to present yourself as the strongest versions version of yourself even if it's fake you have to fake it till you make it and it's all about um being better and bigger than other person and it's like nobody can win nobody wins everybody loses if everybody is if everybody has that lens on life like yep i can't allow nobody to be bigger and better than me i gotta show them who top dog is i gotta show them this i gotta prove this you're proving what to what proving what to who because you're not yourself they're pretending to be somebody else and everybody's just lost in the sauce and lost in their identity and lost in 
in the humanity of that is a human being. Everybody has baggage. Everybody has been through something. And for you to just deflect and deter somebody else from going through what they're going through and not even have the ability to empathize with them and say, hey, you know what? I don't know. I don't know what you went through. I don't know how you grew up. I don't know what traumas you face. I don't know what triggers you have, you know. And it's, it's not my right to judge you from the outside and criticize you for acting out the way you do. There could be a million things as to why a woman is so bitter, jaded, and crazy. But all society, all these freaking millennials and all of my peers have to say is, oh, she just likes to screw around. She just likes to have sex. She's just out there. Maybe maybe that's the only way she know how to cope with the things that she that she's dealt with. All she knows and how to be in a safe, vulnerable state is through sex. That's all she knows. That is her familiarity. That's what she's comfortable knowing with how to be seen. Otherwise, she's not seen. Who sees her? When is anybody acknowledging her worth? And so a lot of these women, and and it's crazy because I I really be having to deactivate my Instagram. Because honestly, I'm not going to lie, I fell into it a bit. Um, I'm like, you know, I need to put on less clothes. I need to, uh, I need to make sure my butt is in the shot. I need to do all of this stuff because I'm not getting enough likes to my, to my liking. I'm like, um, well, when I, when I really don't have no clothes, I get more attention. I get more likes, whatever. And I, I really was in it. I'm like, <laughs> that's not even me. It took me a lot of years to start even wearing leggings, wearing crop tops, wearing anything to show my body. Because at the end of the day, I knew that I had a good body. And I just, just dealing with my family issues, I did not want to get raped or molested. <laughs> By the grace of God, I did it. I mean, honestly, I'm not going to lie. I just barely escaped raped, really. Um, it, it was, it was a friend and I don't, I don't, I don't want to say a friend, but it was a known associate that I have known for a while and we did have sex prior to or whatever, but just because we had sex, there's a lot of dudes that just think, oh, we had sex. So I, I just don't need any permission. I don't have to try to work anything up or ask or anything. It's just a go since we already did it and it's like no i could change my mind so this dude was freaking he i had invited him out with us to come see me at the club i was drinking but let me let me let you know this and this is why i don't even drink that much and i can never see myself drinking that much still to this day because i don't trust people um but yeah, I, I don't trust people. So even when I'm drunk, I'm not like drunk. It's only been two times. And those times, I was in good company and it wasn't like this. So I was among people who I, who I trusted because I had blacked out them times. But never again. So anyways, I was like um, buzzed or whatever. And um, this guy is like kissing me and saying come on and I'm saying no I'm saying no 
and it's like for me in that moment I realized like this this is what it's like because I'm I'm not really trying to cause a scene right and at the time I just didn't have a voice I was lost in myself trying to I was really deep and people pleasing so whatever I had to do to surrender and to make somebody else feel comfortable and make somebody else you know have a better time then I was all for it I was all for cutting my own hands just to make sure everybody else was good I was all for it so I'm saying no I'm saying no and he's just like not hearing me not respecting me and I'm just like what the fuck so um, I'm sorry for this (laughs) But for real, I was just lost in the whole thing. And next thing I know, he had his hands in my pants. And I'm just like, wow, really? This what we doing? At that point, something had clicked into me. And it's like, dude, if you don't man up, if you don't put some bass in your voice and really be serious, because dudes will always use that, you know, sometimes when you say no, that means yes. And it's like, it all depends, and you should be able to read a woman from knowing if it's a no or it's no, no. I don't know. I can't really explain it, and I know this is bias coming from a woman versus a man, and these situations are sticky. However, it's it's the it's the relationship. Okay, we wasn't in no relationship, and even if we was, man, if somebody is pulling away from you. Because I've had this happen multiple times with different people. And I'm still like, <laughs> I don't know what is wrong with me. But it's, it's, it's something. Well, you know what it is? For me, it's the fear that I'm going to die. <laughs> that is, it's, it's if, I, if I do too much, what is my escape plan? What am I going to do to get out of this safely? And I'm just trying to think of the safest route. And the safest route for me is to just passive-aggressively say something or just try to wait it out and just try to see. Because, you know, that's just what it is. And at the end of the day, that's why people get raped and that's why people don't say nothing because it's an uncomfortable conversation that you just don't want to have. Because now people are like, oh, now people feel like they got to walk on eggshells with you. Now it's like, oh, you're going to be weird. Or, and it's like, dude, like... Just respect my boundaries, respect me as a person, and when I say no, check in with me. And it was one person, it's only been one person really that I've actually engaged with um, sexually. And it was it was so unbecoming to me, I was crying afterwards. Cause I'm like, wow, I've never experienced this, but he would just be like, are you okay? Is this good? And I was like, oh, I can, I can, I can have an opinion on this. Like, is it is? And it's it's so crazy because a lot of people just cannot believe that there are women like me that actually go through this. And it's like, it, it happens more often than not. It's Nobody wants to talk about that. Who is, who wants to talk about that? Nobody is being honest. Nobody. And it's, it's something that's left under the rug. And at the end of the day, people are giving you you know, more more than what you can see on the surface. And we just never had the time and opportunity to be like, you know, what's the deeper issue behind this? Because a lot of times people and 
this has been a problem with me in most of my relationships, family, friends, whatever. I come off super critical and judgmental, and I come off super serious and restrictive because of the things that I have seen and witnessed. And I know people be lying. And I just don't have time for it because everybody in my freaking family was private. And the whole time, like, my mom is getting freaking abused by my dad and all of this crazy stuff. And my sister almost getting, um, this man was about to light her up on fire, okay? Pour gasoline all over her in the bed. And I'm just like... Nobody wants to talk about this. Nobody wants to talk about, hey, my neighbor touched me. Nobody wants to talk about, hey, my cousin touched me. Nobody wants to talk about, hey, my brother tried to do this. Nobody wants to talk about it. And everything was so private and closed off. And I just hated it ever since. And so when everybody would come to me with a secret, I would just tell them. I would, don't tell me nothing you want to keep private or keep a secret because I'm not saying nothing. Because at the end of the day, secrets never help me or help nobody around me. So I don't care to keep nothing private or nothing secret. Um, It was this freaking guy, this grown man, he's freaking 25, freaking um, making my nephews and other kids do inappropriate things. And... You know, I was really proud that um, this girl, I know that she stepped up and she said something about it. Because what good is it to be quiet and hush-hush about it? And then, like, that guy's family was helping him hide and stuff. And it's like, do you know how many kids' lives he ruined? Just one is enough. Just one is enough. Somebody is touching a child inappropriately, a boy on boy and all of this stuff. I don't have time for it. I don't have no sympathy for it. I don't have nothing, nothing for it, okay? I do not tolerate molestation or rape. It's just, I just can't. I just cannot. I can't. It was allegations from um, my brothers. They claim, or it was rumored, that they claimed that my dad did something to them. And for a minute, I was looking at my dad like, Psh, uh, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, it's my dad, but I don't know. I don't know. But I'll go over there, you know what I'm saying? He never tried to touch me. But I I best believe, I mean, it, it would have only... No. I don't know. That stuff, I don't play with. I don't play with it. And what I don't play with is... I hate bullying. And I, I hate when people criticize and judge anybody male or female i don't know what they've been through okay i don't and i'm just not who am i to be judge jury and executioner i'm not that is not why god's in here okay that is not my role i'm not god i cannot say this sin or this action i i can do that and at the end of the day You know, like I said, my uncles and stuff, they did what they did. I don't know if they were sorry or not. I don't know. Some of them did the time. Some of them didn't. And I'm sitting here like, okay, am I going to be the fire starter? And for a minute, I'm like, you know what? Yes. Because nobody's lighting these fires. 
and I'm like, I volunteer. I don't have nothing to lose. I don't care about none of y'all. I don't care about none of this. If y'all feel like y'all can go around doing this and we just gonna move it over, like, then y'all shouldn't have a problem with me speaking up about it. Period. I don't care. But they did. Um, so I'm like, all right, cool. For me, it just costs too much energy for me. I was I was losing sleep. I was the one getting butt hurt about it. And what could I change? I couldn't change history. It had already been done. And at the end of the day, you can't change people. You can't make nobody feel bad. You can't make nobody understand. You can't make nothing happen like that. And you just had to move on for you. So that's what I did. And that's why I always say on these freaking podcasts, and this is the model that I live by now, is once I finally started choosing me and I started saying no to everything that wasn't serving me, it was a wrap. It was a wrap. The distance, the distance made me closer because now I realize that I can love you from over here. I don't have to be in your face. I don't have to fake it. I don't have to force it. We family, but you know, that doesn't mean we're related. That doesn't mean we're related. My friends have became my family. And that's just what it is. Some people don't have no choice but to love you because you're related. Some people choose to. And I got some real ride or die friends because it's been so many times that I didn't even want to be their friend and it was like oh no girl you gonna be my friend and I was like alright bet because at the end of the day I'm showing up as as me authentically myself and I have issues and I'm not trying to hide it I, I would hate for you to love who I pretend to be and not like and not like me for who I am because I'm wasting yours and my time because at some point, I'm not going to be able to keep this up. And I stand on that. Because I, I can't, I, I cannot stand that. It was one time, I was hanging on with my cousins. And they all like to act like everything cool. Especially with me. And like deep down, it's like, if you don't like me, whatever. Cool. Like, I, I, it's nothing I could do. And if, if, especially me being a people pleaser. I know that I've tried to do everything to make you like me. And you still don't. And I, it's, it's always a problem. It's still, you, you're so uppity. You're so stuck up. You're so lame. You're so boring. Okay, great. Well, stop hanging around me. Stop trying to force me to be more like you so you can accept me. Because I don't want to fit in with you. And I'm not going to be who you want me to be. Just so you can have a good time off me. And benefit from me. And I'm like, what am I getting from you? So anyways, it was a time we all got drunk and stuff. And just stuff just start coming out. And I'm not going to hold my tongue. I'm not going to hold my tongue for nobody. I don't care about the situation. And the thing is, I'm like, yo, I can see everybody. But I need y'all to be able to see each other. I mean, this is why we are here. This is love. It wouldn't be love if I'm like, oh, I'm just going to be quiet. I'm just going to let you do you. I'm just going to let you continue and... To enable you to keep doing the same stuff you keep doing. Keep getting the same results. And everybody just keep on looking by. And not doing anything about it. And we just, that's just, that's just how they are. That's just, that's just, no. That's not accountability. That's not love. That's fake. Because at the end of the day, you're bleeding on people who did not cut you. And I'm saying, hey, look, 
I know you're messed up. I know you hurt. I know it hurts. And I'm here. No, we cannot go back in time and, and for it to happen to me. So, no, I cannot relate. No, I, I probably will never understand. But I'm telling you, if you don't open up yourself and give people the um, accessibility, the opportunity to be there for you and support, that that's, that's when issues arise. And, and it's like, before you get so ready to attack somebody just because they're coming at you crazy, take a moment to look at yourself and look within, look at the baggage that you're carrying because nobody's perfect. God said, let the, let the sinless person cast the first stone. And everybody, you was born in sin. I don't care, you know, what you believe or not. Just just think about the story, okay? <laughs> I'm just saying, like, y'all love to have this thing on religious debate, and it is it gets annoying sometimes. It's like, do, do you understand the principle of the stories, of the parables? Can you grasp the idea? Okay, it's always, but is this black and white? And it's like, you know what? <laughs> Is is too much. It's too much. So I just wanted to come on here and say, love yourself, love others, and mind your business. Peace. <sighs> if it's one thing I can do really well, it's find something to complain about. Okay. <laughs> That's what you gotta know. Uh, what's up, family? It's Auntie CJ here, back again with another podcast entry. Um, which one? In the middle. Okay, great. So, yesterday I was just, you know. Uh, I don't even know. I was... It was my off day. And on my off day, I like to think about... It's nothing wrong with my job, but I'm just saying, like, what if? <laughs> what do I need to do next, you know? Where am I going next? Just in case. Just in case I don't, you know? Just in case it don't work out. I'm just really thinking about these people that got fired, you know? And look, man... Anything happened in my life, so I'll just be like, okay, well, what would I do? So, I don't necessarily technically want to have my own business, but I'm like, you know, it's it's job security knowing that if you employ yourself, you're not going to fire yourself, are you? Right? Right? Okay, great. So, that was the thing. So, I'm looking up stuff, and... It's a lot of different avenues where I get information from far as, you know, um, generating income. So, this lady, she was having a live on Facebook. Her name is Zim um, Flores. That's Z-I-M Flores, F-L-O-R-E-S, right? Her Instagram handle is Zeminism. I'm not spelling that, but that's what it is. 
I have been following this lady for a minute now. I first started following her when she had her own business. She had this blog about traveling. I want to say that it's called Travel Noor. And she sold it for like a jabillion dollars. And um, whatever. She had created this business. It did really well. She sold it. And she was like, it was just too much. I didn't ask for all of this. And she basically said it was conflicting with her views of religion, right? So she's like, I'm, I need to live my life for Christ. I want to do something different, blah, blah, blah. So she got this whole program now where she's helping people um, expand their knowledge about e-commerce and having a quiet business, being a quiet business owner, which is basically having a business, but you're not um, the forefront person of it. Like your name is not attached to it, but you're making money from it, which I feel like is the best thing. Cause I don't know if I said it on any podcast of late, but I say this, um, across many platforms that people will not support you because it's you. Like, when I tried to do my YouTube, and even now, like, with this podcast, people just don't, they just, they just won't support it because it's me, and it's crazy. They're just like, oh, no, I'd rather listen to somebody else, and it, it's just, that's just what it is. So, I do feel like, you know, it's a good idea. I really like her idea that she's helping people start these businesses. Anyways, so, I'm on the site. It's called Wealth with Honors or whatever. It's a little program. And I'm reading the stuff and I'm reading it. And it all sounds so good. And she's like, look, man, I know you probably don't believe in this. You've seen all these master classes. And I've, I did it the long way. I spent a lot of money. I'm trying to save you. So I'm like, oh, this sounds really nice. This sounds so good. Like, I really love this. And she's like, I just want you guys to think about it for real. And, you know, this is this is only for Jesus lovers. And, you know, all of this stuff, it sounds so good. It really sounds really authentic. So I'm like, wow, this is a... She has mastered, you know, the, the formula to sell people on... To sell people on how to get people to purchase things. Because um, one of the things, I don't know what it's, what it's called right now. But like one of the marketing tactics is through persuasion or emotion. Oh, I used to know this. I actually took, I learned it in a class somewhere, but obviously I forgot. But anyways, that's what she's. She geared most of her information, like the website it was set up and the backstory it was set up to invoke some emotion in you and, you know, basically make you feel some type of way so you wouldn't feel so bad about paying for the price. So, of course, I'm scrolling down. And it's like 5,000 paragraphs and I'm not making this up. Like, I had to skim over it. And I like to read, but I just, it was too much. So, anyways... I go down, I'm like, oh my gosh, this sounds so great. This sounds so great. Oh my gosh, I'm, I'm ready. I might really commit to this, you know. I don't care. I'm a, I can make the time. I want to better my life, blah, blah, blah. So I could scroll down to the packages and I really wish I was on the site right now because, oh man, it'll be so great. But I scroll down to the packages 
and it says like um the the pro and I'm thinking it's it's going from hot to low <laughs> that one was so funny because I'm like all right it's going high to low because the first one that's why I said the pro usually it it because I went to a different site and you know generally like that's how they wrote it no on this one the pro man I'm trying to go on this site real quick so I can see oh man dude anyways if I can't find it the pro start off at $1,500 $1,500 and I'm like first one I saw and I'm thinking it's gonna get cheaper I scroll down it says the master five thousand dollars I'm like (laughs) are you freaking kidding me I go down one more this is the pioneer okay the pioneer is ten thousand dollars this includes hidden champions program, 60-day access to community, live classes and coaching calls, um, product niche fit guide, a hundred proven ad copy swipe file, six-figure plan session, weekly one-on-one strategy sessions, personalized ad dashboard setup, personalized campaign setup, personalized ad creative recommendations okay um i love i love this as an alternative you know because i thought about it today because i was like i really want to talk about this and you know my podcast whatever but i thought about it and i was like you know because throughout the website she's basically saying like look i mean it's nothing to go on Google, search this up, and all, get all this free information and all of this jargon from every which way, from every outlet you can possibly think of, and then try to apply it to one specific idea. And generally, that doesn't work because you kind of want to have a cohesive formula and ideal systematic thinking and plan to execute things smoothly. Right, so I got that. And I'm like, you know what? I mean, at the end of the day, if you have the money or whatever, um, great. And then she does break it up in payments. You can pay. She broke it up in three payments, you know, because for the 10000 one, it was like 3700 for three months. I mean, three times or whatever. So, I mean, it's flexible. And she's basically saying, don't break your bank trying to, you know, start this program when you really can't. When you really don't have the time or money to commit to it. You know what I'm saying? But at the end of the day, I really do feel like it could be beneficial to some people who can afford it. Um, Because I feel like, you know, nine times out of ten, people go to college and, you know, immediately that can be $10,000 wasted. More, more than ten thousand wasted in a year of college. You know what I'm saying? And this is, it's. She's not. I don't believe there's a guarantee, but it's just like these are just skills 
um, that you can learn from somebody who's already completed it, already did it, and it's like pretty much a a 99% chance that it's going to work. And you're learning directly, you're getting mentored or whatever, and you have access. So eh, to me, I feel like it's beneficial. I just, you know, I really just want to talk about the fact that she just kept on. I live for the Lord. I not tithe. And I do this. And so basically just growing up and anybody who has any association with the church and religion of Christianity, it's, it's like this is stereotypical. And when I say these people, I'm just saying some, not all, but majority, you know, they always... It's always something, man. And it's, it's to me, it's, it's so many gimmicks around that religion. So it's really hard for people to really, you know, believe in it and listen to it. Because it's like, y'all just about money. And because she had these, oh, I had screenshotted. Um, she had these um, scriptures. And I was like, oh my gosh, like this girl is really trying to be transparent. Let me see. She said these scriptures. So she said, before we talk anymore about wealth. Let's clear the air. Wealth, according to the Bible, is like fire. Good, but dangerous. Danger. Uh, danger number one. The desire to get rich. First Timothy 6.10. Danger two. Worry about money. Matthew 6.25-34. Um, danger number three. Trusting in wealth rather than God. Luke 12.16-21. And it's, it's a few more. But you get the gist. You know, and I'm like, wow. Because you're like, manna, provision from God should never be more important than God himself. And then I was like, wow, she can say all of this. And then I get down here. Okay. I get down here and sis, where, where is God telling you? Is this glue? Oh, man, don't tell me I got glue on my phone. Let's get up. I'm just like, where is God telling you that, um... That, I mean, I'm not, and this is the thing, too. I know that I'm cheap or whatever, but it's just, to me, I just, it's a freaking call on capitalism. And it's just not godly to me to be charging people that much. Because, girl, she has billions of dollars. Literally, she tells them this damn story about how she took an eight-week vacation for her honeymoon and she gets to travel the world she only got to work five hours a week you know she glams it up really nice and i'm like okay great but i mean people be telling me stories and people just love to ride on that and just wish and fairy tale land like oh well it's possible somebody is doing this and i seen it it's like okay it's possible for her because that's her calling, you know what I'm saying? The thing about it is people be so desperate to make a lot of money. And if something is presented to them in a good way, they'd be like, oh, well, I mean, all I got to do is apply myself. All I got to do is try. And it's like, even if you applied yourself, even if you tried, you know, it is very possible that you will fail because you're probably just not capable of grasping it and having the drive and ambition towards it because at the end of the day I'm I'm just thinking for myself I am not driven by money like 
I'm just, I'm just not. I just never. Okay, when I was when I was a kid, when I was a child. Okay, of course, because I didn't have a lot of money growing up, right? So I'm like, bet I want to be a doctor. You know, I'm sitting here, you know, looking at professions at first. I'm like, I want to be a social worker. Did you know why I wanted to be a social worker? Not because I knew anything about social work. I didn't know nothing about social work. Because I saw that I was lacking things and nobody was helping me. And as a response, as a natural response, anybody, anybody, you notice only poor people be helping out other poor people. Rich people do not help out poor people for real. I mean, I mean, seriously, only poor people help poor people because the rich know that you cannot disperse resources to poor people because they don't know how to manage it. They don't know how to actually properly value it. So that's the thing, you know, that's why you see all those lottery winning stories about people blowing up money. Damn, this shit took my skin off. Wow. That is really ghetto. Wow. I'm trying to Google on these nails. This is how you know I ain't supposed to be doing this. This stuff took my skin off. But yeah, people, poor people just don't know how to manage money. And that's just the thing. So anyways, I just really was just disturbed. I don't know. I just felt some type of way. I want to talk about it. But I just wanted to also say that it, I don't see it as a bad thing. But I really like how um, there's this entrepreneur. His name is CEO Maddie J. And you can find him on uh Instagram. I would just Google it though, because if you just Google his name, I'm sure something is gonna come up. It's so crazy because I haven't followed this dude for a while. I'm I he used to be on YouTube or somewhere else. I think he was fine. It was another social media platform. And he was going by um uh what was it? Likeable assholes. Yeah. But he's changed his life around. Now, this man has changed his life around. And this man is a man of God. And this man, um, actually, I feel like is more um, realistic and reasonably based, you know? Because it's, he gives a lot of free game on his Instagram. And he also, um, he also gives business in a box now his is way better I just in my opinion only because I'm like super lazy and I just you know I want to support but it's just like if it's not going to be necessarily accessible and easy for me no I don't feel like I should invest in the unknown knowing I'm not going to get a refund and knowing that you know it just might not work because that's what she was saying she was like i'ma help you get an idea i'ma help you i'ma help you but don't just think i'ma hand it to you and i'm just like for ten thousand dollars sis i need you to hand this to me that's just how i feel i don't know i just that's just how i feel because if i want to go to college and spend like if i wanted to go the long route if i wanted to but at the same time i do get that she's really trying to teach you the skills so that you could 
manage it on your own. But she basically saying, you don't have to have no experience. You don't have to have no idea. But then at the same time, she's like, but if you can't think of an idea, if, if you got an excuse, and it's just like, it's too many contradictory statements going on. It was just for the money that that, that is being asked. <laughs> That's just me. But um, I was talking about CEO Maddie J as a as a um, flip side because he makes these businesses in a box and he shows you the process. He gives you ideas like he's literally, you know, sharing things and he he documents his whole process and just everything. I just love this dude. Like, I love it. I love it. And he got, um, he was, he used to do, um, Sunday school or whatever. Like, I don't know. He, he doesn't push it on people, though. That's what I love. I love that people, you know, they can express, hey, this is my faith. But, you know, if you believe, great. If you don't, whatever. I mean, it is what it is. Um, yeah. I just, like I said, I'm just the type of person, I'm just, I've never been ruled by living my life to make a million dollars to make a lot of money. Like, after I grew up, from being a child, I'm like, you know, I was like, okay, I'm not going to be a doctor, for real. Because for real, look, I could always see the bigger picture, like, okay, great, I'm going to make a lot of money, but I'm going to be at work all the time, I'm going to be miserable, because I don't care about, you know, doctors being essential. I don't want to be at work all the time. I don't, I don't want to be on call, and I'm sorry stuff happened to people and everything, but that's just not what I've seen for my life. Like, uh, people who love to work and do that, them doctors, great. That's not what I ever saw for my life. That's all I'm saying is that, like, people be seeing these, um, these life-changing... Things happen for people and they just want to duplicate and imitate the formula. And it's like, mm, but it might not work out for you because that's not where you're supposed to be. That's not what you're supposed to be doing. But you just want to do it because you see that at the end. Oh, well, if I just try, I can probably make a lot of money. And it's like, mm. some of us have to be broke, okay? Some of us have to be poor. The classes have to be separated, okay? Somebody has to take out the trash somebody somebody has to be the garbage man okay that's just not on that everybody cannot go to the nba like just relax and getting where you fit in and, and call it a day you know at the end of the day i'd be so hard on myself and you know i feel like oh i haven't accomplished anything and like i don't know a lot of things but at the end of the day i strive I try to show up the best version of myself, and I apply myself at any job that I've ever held. You know, I've been to some extent. Um, <laughs> I've, I've like, you know, did my thing in whatever position I held. That was just that. So, um, yeah, I just want people to relax, man. I do. You worried about money and money not worried about you. Like, the money going to come and go. It's the time, man. It's the time. I just lost my uncle. And look, man, I was grieving over this boy, but I ain't grieving over no. <laughs> I'm not grieving over. I'm not grieving over him anymore. I just found out, man. 
I just found out that this dude had three damn kids. Okay. When he died, I only knew about one. And so this whole time, I'm like, oh, I'm in love with this guy. I was in love with this guy. It's my first love, blah, blah, blah. People be living lives, man. And it just further, you know, I'm going further down that damn hole, this black hole of loneliness because I just can't trust anybody. And, like, the people that I like... We don't, like, match, you know? I don't really want to get into that. (laughs) But we don't. And I'm just like, and then the people that want me, I don't like them. And the people that, the other people that I feel like I could be with, I really don't want them. I don't know. It's too much. It's too much. I was watching this video. Oh my gosh, this girl, this this YouTuber, I love her. Her name is Korean Alord. I, I, I never noticed this R. And I know I'm saying it wrong. But I know her name is Korean Alord. Alord. Alord? <laughs> I don't know what it's called. Okay, let me just, I'm just going to spell it, and then I'm going to put it in the description, because I really want you guys to support this girl. I love her. She's Haitian, and she's got a, a, a um, an accent, and she was snapping back on people, because people was commenting, like, I can't understand your pronunciation. She was like, look, okay, I'm going to mispronounce some things. That's just how it is. If you don't like it, get the... I love that. I love that for her. Because she's, she has, her channel is like feminine based. You know, I'm learning how to be more feminine. She breaks down female, feminine archetypes, you know, women. And one of them I just watched today, she was talking about um, Diane Carroll. And it says, when men are jealous of you, a tragic tale of marrying men who earns less than you. And basically, that's what I was saying. Because, you know, in a lot of my relationships or whatever, I've been the one with more money. And, oh, my God, I do not recommend. It's it's so ghetto. It's so ghetto. And the last person I was trying to get to know... He always made it a thing like, oh, you got more money than me. Oh, I ain't got that much money you got. You gonna pay for this? And I was just like, uh, this is... Like, I don't mind paying for anything, and I'm like, I don't even care about money. If, if you listen, you know, how I feel about money, like, it's nothing. I don't care. But it's just like, uh, it's it's everywhere I go, with, within my family, my friends, people around me, like, everybody in this world is so money-focused. And I'm just like, I do not care. I don't want to be at work that much. I just want to live. I just want the basic necessities. I just want to have a house to live in, some food, some water. And I just, that's it. I don't, I don't need no Bentley. I don't need no Rolls Royce. I don't need a Rolex. I don't need, for what? For what? What do I need it for? So I can look good. I can look good in costume jewelry. I can look good in my Nissan. I can look good like I I just for what? Don't you want to experience it? 
okay? But it's just like, y'all be revolving your whole lives and be miserable, overworking yourself, treating people bad, and it's like, there's no peace in that for me. Like, where's the peace? Because people jealous of you, and that's just making yourself a target, like... I have seen too many people get robbed. Like, my brother got robbed so many times by his damn friends because people be jealous of you. And it's like, then you can't have nothing around nobody. And it's like, what is the point? That's me. So anyways, the girl name, <laughs> I was supposed to be spelling her name. It's K-A-R-I-N-E. It's Korean. Alu- Alord? I swear, I'm, I know I'm saying it wrong. A L. O U R D E. Every time she, she when she said she said like allude, but it's it's an R, so I'm saying it wrong. All right, whatever. Um, yeah, basically I was really I was really um seeing some similarities kind of with Diane Carroll, the, the lady she was talking about, because she's like. She was really stuck up in uptight, and she really couldn't loosen up, and she was always serious about work. And I was like, oh, my gosh, you're describing me. Because um, I just, uh, I don't know if you could tell by these podcasts, like, I'm really just really tense about life, and I just don't see the fun in it. And, you know, that's why people want a lot of money, because it's fun, because it's it's so much fun to have a Corvette, so much fun, like, to have a Rolex, so much fun to, you know, stun on people and flex on people, like, that's fun, um, I don't see the fun in it, I mean, I do, but I don't, you know, I see, every time I think about that stuff, I, I just see jealousy, I see people hating, I see people, you know, wishing bad on you, I just see just people's like I've got robbed before I don't know (laughs) that's just what it is but um I'm just not focused on money but you know that's what it is so I got this sign in my apartment that says don't worry about anything but pray about everything that's just what I want you to do just be mindful and, and conscious of your thoughts and your actions and Move forward, never backwards. Move slowly because you can go nowhere fast, okay? So love yourself, love others, and mind your business. Peace.